Well, this beta feature that they are currently testing in this beta, beta. release. Beta. Beta. Right. Test. Beta test. I got to keep saying that. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. And welcome back to the Snob OS Show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. We definitely want to thank you back to another episode. This is episode 184 of the Snob OS Show. So we definitely, like like we say every week, we're going to continue to say it. We want to thank everybody for rocking with us for this long. We want to give a special shout out to our Patreons who keep the lights on, uh, enable us to continue to do this podcast because it ain't while it ain't expensive, it does cost money, and it's nice to be <laughs> able to have supporters who uh, believe in the show and want to see it continue. So we definitely want to thank our financial supporters. If you want to become a financial supporter, please go to uh, patreon.com forward slash cast. We've got a couple of tiers that you can join to where you can get access to the show early via the live show. You can get uh, access to our exclusive content that you can only find in Patreon that is not on the show that goes live during the week. So we definitely want to entice you to do that and definitely say thank you to those who are already supporters. So having said that, we're going to get into this week's show. We're going to start off with a lowdown where we talk all things Apple. So one of the things that's been not one of the things (laughs) <laughs> the thing that has had a chokehold for whatever reason on all of the tech websites is the fact that in iOS, the latest iOS 16 beta, which is beta five, I think, yep. um, has brought back the battery life percentage indicator in numbers on the menu bar to the right of the notch. So um, basically what happened was for, for to give it a quick breakdown on all iPhones up until the iPhone 10 or the iPhone X, however you want to say it, you could see the percentage amount of battery life you had left. The iPhone 10 came out, the notch came out and because the notch took up so much real estate, they had to compromise somewhere. So Apple said, we'll take the percentage off and what they did in place is if you swipe down on the notification center, you'll see the percentage. You can still see the percentage. Oh my God. They lost, they lost their minds that Apple removed this feature when all it took was a swipe down to actually see the percentage. A single stroke. (laughs) People, people lost their minds. So the iPhone 10 R came the iPhone 11, 12, 13, now the iPhone 14 is rumored to come out. Uh, I, uh, Apple is beta testing iOS 16, and it looks like in some shape, form, or fashion, the percentage amount is coming back. And based on the betas, um, I actually have the beta on a, a dummy phone, and I was able to get the battery percentage to show back up. It's an option. It doesn't come on by default. Got to go into the battery settings and turn on battery percentage. And within the battery bar, on your uh, menu uh, bar at the top, it'll show you the number. 
Well, people are upset about that. You would think, oh, they brought it back. Well, you should be happy. People are upset. Well, I don't want to say people are upset. It seems like the tech websites have jumped on the uh, beta feature that Apple is currently testing in beta, and they are upset because um, it looks like, from what I can understand, is you'll see the battery percentage number, but you'll never see the indicator bar because when they took the percentage number off, the way you could kind of get an at-a-glance look at how much battery you had left, it had a bar that was kind of full, and then as you wasted battery life, the little bar would kind of tick down Mm -hmm. to, you know, to kind of give you an at-a-glance. A um, A progress bar, if you will. Yeah, exactly, exactly, a progress bar. Well, this beta feature that they are currently testing in this beta Beta. release. Beta. Right. Test, beta test. I got to keep saying that. It doesn't do that. It shows the number. And then once it gets down to like 20%, then it shows you the progress bar and the percentage. So it doesn't do, it doesn't do both. It doesn't show you 100 and then the progress bar goes down and you see the 80% and then the progress bar goes down and you see 50%, which makes sense. Because that's two different things you would have to code for. Well, and they well, would have to be in sync if it, well, the, the graphic goes down and the number goes down. Well, what I mean by makes sense, it makes sense that people can't want to understand why you can't do both. You would think Apple and developers, and engineers, they've done all these things. Surely they can come up with some way to do that. And my answer to them is what makes you think they haven't? What makes you think that what you're seeing this iteration in the iOS 16 beta is the version that you're going to see when Apple officially releases iOS 16. The way all these stories and the way all these articles and the way all these tweets are yelling at Apple, you would think this or is the gold build. <laughs> this is the this is what we're going to see and I don't understand why people don't understand. People, consumers and tech websites alike I don't see anybody that puts in that disclaimer for this though. They've done it in the past. Mm-hmm. They when 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 but betas come out, tech journalists always say, "Well, you got to understand this is a beta, so things might be buggy. So if you need this phone as your regular daily driver, we suggest you put it on a spare phone so where mm-hmm. you the beta won't break down in oper in operability." Right? They always say that up front. But now, as we're getting closer to um, the iOS actual release and more and more features are being revealed in air quotes. They're running with these features that are getting slowly trickled out mm-hmm. as if this is what you're going to see completely ignoring all the things that make a beta, a beta. A so beta. yeah. So I was just upset and tripping that you would think well, that they would well, remember you- that this is a beta and they clearly don't because they have lost it over this battery percentage feature that may or may not even show up at all in iOS 16. I don't think they've lost it. I think it's one of those things where they just want, it doesn't feed the narrative that they are trying to tell. It doesn't feed into the fact that 
you know, this is a beta. It could be this. It could be something. They could just be trying it out. They want to appear as if they are the authority on right. what is going to be in the final release. So if they put any type of disclaimer, which they should as a good journalistic, you know, practice, this doesn't feed into their, you know, their thinking that, you know, that they making their readers think that they have an end or that they think that this is the final thing or that, well, that they know this is the final thing. So when the final build is released, they can come back and say, see, I said A, B, C, and D and see, this is what happened. And if it doesn't happen that way, then they just won't mention it again. It'll be like right. it, it never happened. So it's one of those things where, you know, one, slow news week, and two, everybody is always looking for a way to try and be first, to try mm-hmm. and make it seem like they are have the end, or to try and make Apple, the company, look bad, not realizing it could be just one of those things where when they were planning out what was going to go into this build, it was like, you know what? The energy and effort it would take to, to get this to go live, and it's not it. worth it. There are, right. there are higher priority features that we want to get put into this build. And this is just kind of like loose end work. Maybe, you know, we can have somebody working on it or kind of be like a back end thing. And when we do one of the updates, we can just kind of throw it in there because and it's something that we already kind of started, but didn't have time to fix because that wasn't in our top 10 things to get done. Right. And in all the betas, they give you a feedback option to where you can open right. up the feedback app. I'm willing to put my money on the fact that none of these people that wrote all these stories and none of these people that fired off, fired off all these tweets about how hideous it looks and how dumb it is and why can't Apple get it together? Fixes. I'm pretty sure none of them went into the feedback option and said, Hey, um, this new feature, it would be helpful if X, Y, and Z happened, A, B, and C happened. Right. I'm willing to gamble that none of them did that, but that again, they that's don't just care the, about that part. They just want to, they just want to rail off, on the internet. Yeah. You know. fire, fire off these hot, hot take, tweets, hot takes. but so I hope Apple's like, all right, since y'all complaining so much, we taking it off and it's going to go Fine, back to the regular. It's going to go back to the way it was before. Eat that. Right. <laughs> you want something to talk about, talk about this. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> Moving on to the next story, it seems like um, this whole uh, Taiwan-China thing is starting to trickle into the tech realm. For those who don't know, uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, took it upon herself. I don't think she had the full backing of the United States as a government as a whole um, to go over to Taiwan, but uh, Nancy Pelosi, for the longest, she, she did it anyway, but she has always been in support of Taiwan's independence um, from, China from China because I'd say in the 70s or 80s, I want to say in the 70s, I don't know for sure. Um, but when Taiwan claimed independence from China, China really wasn't feeling it. And even back then when Nancy Pelosi was in politics back in the day, she's always kind of uh, repped for Taiwan. Side, been on the side of Taiwan. Right. So recently she went over to Taiwan to meet with the people to re-up her um, support of them. Not necessarily United States. But the government again, did not send her. She went over there but, by herself. But since she's employed and works for the government, of course, and she's China, the leader of the house. So right, uh, China took some, um, took some, uh, felt, felt some kind offense. of way. Right. <laughs> they, uh, as a result, as a direct result of her going over there, they launched some, military training things fired mm-hmm. off some missiles didn't hit taiwan didn't hit nowhere near but they just wanted to show they uh, want to flex 
Yeah, y'all, y'all don't, y'all, y'all ain't got it like that the way y'all think y'all do, right? Y'all in reach, we can still get at you. <laughs> right. So as a result, Apple's kind of seeing this coming, knowing that even though Apple does have some parts and products and pieces that are made in Taiwan, um, they don't want any problems when they start selling and launching and delivering some of these upcoming iPhones that they are planning on announcing. So to kind of get ahead of stuff, just to make sure that they don't have no beef with China, uh, Apple has asked suppliers in Taiwan to label products as made in China, even though they were actually made in Taiwan. Taiwan. Right. So kind of like a, a compromise the labels are required in order to comply with a longstanding but previously unenforced rule that requires imported goods to suggest the island is a part of the People's Republic of China, even though, like I mentioned, Taiwan has always claimed it's independence. They declared their independence, right. As a, as a result of that, I don't know if this is things that have actually happened in the past, but I won't put it past China. Uh, the phrase made in Taiwan, if Apple was to say, you know what, we support Taiwan. We want to make sure y'all get y'all shine. So on y'all products that y'all make for us, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it made in Taiwan. We're going to ride with you. But that if they did that, uh, according to the story that I'm reading, the phrase made in Taiwan can lead to delays, fines, and even the rejection of an entire shipment under the rule. Uh, Taiwan itself requires exports to be labeled with the point of origin, either the name Taiwan or the country's official name, Republic of China. So even though China, um, I'm sorry, Taiwan um, um, feels like it's independent from China, they don't want the smoke either, really. So they kind of kind of go along with this idea that, all right, sure, sure, sure. Uh, we'll put made in China or made in the People's Republic of China just to show you some love, keep you at bay. But at the same time, we kind of do our own thing. And Apple's like, yeah, 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 let's do that. So at the same time, Apple don't want no smoke. They don't want no uh, shipments delayed. They don't want any extra fines. They want their products to hit the mainland of the United States smooth without effort, without issue. So they're asking, making sure they're like, all right, all right, Taiwan, we need to make sure that y'all products that y'all make for us are going to come through. So we want they got to, some uh, China on there yeah, on that please, label. Please, please. Cause one sure. thing China is going to be is petty. Right. right oh, you want right. to say made in Taiwan. Okay. I got you. We're right. going to blocked. <laughs> right. Which kind of, you know, uh, reemphasizes, you know, the United States dependency on importing products instead of manufacturing them ourselves. And there's really no way to get around that, especially in our, today's society when it's so much everything cheaper to do it over there and, and it's not it's it's not it's it, i don't want to say 100 percent is so much cheaper it's just they make so much money so much money having things imported because sure it would be cheaper but then there's a whole lot of things that go along with it that's not necessarily apple's fault if Apple was to spin up a iPhone manufacturing plant in the United States, not only would they have to build the plant, not only would they have to get the products to actually assemble them over to the United States when a lot of that stuff originates in other countries anyway, you'd have to deal with the United States labor force. And we as Americans cannot compete with the, uh, with the, Dictatorship pay, of China? Not not the dictatorship. 
<laughs> the pay that those Chinese workers are over there getting when they're assembling these products. They are, I don't want to call it slave labor, you, but you, it is. But you know, um, if you compare what them people over there steeply discounted paid, uh, salaries, exactly. You know, <laughs> and then you, then you got then you got you know same same things that are if you're building factories over here. You got labor unions coming That's in. That's what I was going to say. You, you got, got to safety labor things. Yeah. Which is fair, which is all fair. Absolutely. That's the way it should be. But as a result of all that, we're going to be paying $2,000 for this iPhone. And because I, it and, all boils down to money. And right. what and it costs it, to make these things, it's got to be mm-hmm. made up somewhere. You're and either going to have to make I'm, it up to the consumer or you're going to have to you know, go somewhere where it's super right. cheap to make. And as made in America, as some of these Americans claim to be, if it comes down to saying made in America, paying $2,000 for that phone versus paying six, $700 for the phone, people will make concessions. Did you so, see that story? Did you see that story about one of the MAGA yeah, groups that I made did. t-shirts? They got sued and had to pay a fine because their, their gear was made in China, but they were taking off the made in China label and putting made in USA labels on it. You can't do that. That's, that's well, not, not how it works. Well, not only that you can't do that, the people who were doing it is so hypocritical. How are you going to be America over this American exceptionalism and all these other countries and all these other immigrants. And if you ain't an American, you're less than, but then you're getting your products from these same com- these same countries and these same people that you look down on. That's so hypocritical. Cause that's, Cause that's not what it's about. You know, it's all about the appearance of being, you know, so, so more of the moral high ground when I mean, if you take about, if you look at, you know, some of the other things, when it comes to abortion, when it comes to adultery, when it comes to thievery, the same people, a lot of times that are the biggest proponents of, you know, Christian values or high morals are the bulk of the people doing the shady stuff. That's right. doing the very thing that they say that they're against because again, it's me. I'm exceptional. I'm an exception to the rule. I can do this because right. in my mind, I'm so much greater, not realizing you're, it's the exact same thing. And honestly, it's even worse because you're purporting to be something that you're not. And you know it, you know, it's not the same. Right. Right. So it's just crazy. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. again, uh, capitalism, which is okay. why we Money. can't have iPhones built over here in the United right. States. So uh, don't be getting mad at China because you ain't gonna do nothing about it. Right. <laughs> but I digress. But you can right. buy the seven hundred dollar phone. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Uh, so moving on, I got a couple of Apple Card uh, stories. The first one is whether you are a new or an old Apple Card user. Apple has put out an Apple TV plus promo that you can take advantage of. And I just wanted to quickly and shout it out. So um, if you are a new or used app used <laughs> a current, <laughs> I don't call you used a current <laughs> Apple card user. And the reason why, again, this is significant because mostly when you hear companies putting out promotions for discounts or free stuff, it's for new people to trying to get right. new people, right? This struck uh, caught my eye because it's for current Apple card users as well. Not all of us, but some Apple card users can get three free months of Apple TV. Plus, of course, you got to sign up for Apple TV. You got to link your Apple card to that subscription and you get three free months. Of course, after that, you get billed the regular amount. Anybody on your Apple card. card. And again, that's for new and current users with the exception of 
<laughs> Apple One subscribers. If you're an Apple One subscriber and you pay for Apple Music and you pay for Apple Fitness and you pay for Apple News and you pay for Apple TV and you pay for iCloud storage, and you pay for all those things and you got that Apple One um, subscriber, you don't qualify. You're already I'm getting looking, a discount. I, I, you're not I'm getting looking another at, one. Right. I'm looking at myself. So when I saw this, I immediately actually went on my phone and went through the process. And then I saw the the, details. Right. I saw the disclaimer, you know, Apple one subscribers do not qualify. I was like, oh, back, 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 backspace. Let me close this real quick. (laughs) So I want to put that out there to where if anybody is an Apple card user, you know, whether you're new or current, you can get three three free months of Apple TV. And we'll make sure we put the link in the show notes. So you can actually click through and jump on that. All right. So the last story, another Apple card story, uh, speaking of new and current Apple card users, it seems as if, um, (laughs) the Apple card was popular so much so that Goldman Sachs, which is the actual financial institution that actually is actually, yeah, yeah. Financially backs the card because Apple's not a bank. It's not a financial institution. So they partnered with, for lack of a better term, partnered with Goldman Sachs to be the financial arm of the Apple card. And I guess uh, Goldman Sachs uh, faked it till they made it and really <laughs> said, and, and said, yeah, 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 we can provide support. We, we can provide, we, we can, we can handle all this. I guess they kind of uh, oversold and under delivered because so many people, according to Goldman Sachs, they didn't. They didn't say Apple Card users directly, but if you do the timeline, when Apple Card first these arrived, these problems didn't start happening until the problems didn't start happening. Uh, let me read some of these things. Um, customers would call for help, and answers they received didn't really amount to anything. <laughs> Even worse, <laughs> valid refunds were inadvertently denied simply because the company that Goldman Sachs contracted to handle customer support because they got flooded with so many customer support issues. That company really didn't know what they was doing. So they was just denying people uh, who had valid uh, claims, uh, letting people through who maybe didn't have a valid claim. So, so much so that it, um, the CFPB trying to find out what that stands for. The, um, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Oh, there it is. Yeah. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau was like, yo, what are y'all doing over there? So now Goldman Sachs is under the radar of these regulators. And um, the question may be is, should these regulators um, actually come in and do their, not do their job, but regulate Goldman Sachs, which could cause. Bring some order to the chaos. Yeah, and bring some extra stringence on uh, Goldman Sachs and Apple to where they may not to be able to dole out these cards, not all willy nilly, but may but they may have to be they may have to be a little bit more selective. The uh, the approval time or window may take a little bit longer. You know, if you are reaching out to customer service, they may have to reorg the way they do customer service to Mm -hmm. where there may be some transitions. So all that spells like, you know, it may be some holds hold up as it relates to, you know, Apple card users. And again, uh, Goldman Sachs was like, hey, 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 it's y'all fault (laughs) because y'all send all these customers over here, which is a crazy excuse 
to where because you knew what was coming so you should have been prepared on your end right because you know how big apple as a company is and there are some people that just get apple stuff just just because right so you should have they should have there, you can't convince me that there is no way they had conversations about capacity and the potential of the amount of people that would come and being able to scale their customer service with the influx of additional people. Because the article says um, Apple Card users doubled to, to 6.4 million by May 2021. So within a year, the number of Apple Card users doubled. So you have to have, when you're going into this kind of business, and again, they are a financial institution, you have to have some sort of projections and contingency plans on how to handle these type of issues. I, right. and I don't know how Goldman Sachs got away with that. I don't know. I don't know what they thought they was getting into. And mm-hmm. that, again, that term, fake it till you make it, <laughs> people be using that. But you may want to actually plan for some things. And it's okay to say no. I think right. Goldman Sachs got money hungry. They saw Apple. Dollar trying. signs. They was like, whatever you need. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we you, got you it. Need, you, you need customer support. And yeah, we, we can do that. We can do that. Man, we can we do got that. that. Yeah. Right. All the while. But they they was didn't like, have it. I hope we can do that. And like I said, they had to. What they we were getting. <laughs> they was getting inundated at first. And then they they contract sub subbed it out to some other company, and then they them people wasn't trained, them people didn't know they had what was they didn't know what on. they were getting into either. Right, so it's just a whole mess over there, and they um, they better fix it because that may mess up Apple's money, and Apple may just be like, hey, Goldman Sachs, uh, we gonna go to some other financial institution, we gonna go somebody so. else. Yeah, <laughs> they need to get that <laughs> fixed quick, fast, in a hurry. All right, so that's it for. Uh, the gee, I lost my train of thought. The lowdown. We're going to move into second string where we talk all things tech. Uh, this story, um, it was inevitable. Uh, this was going to happen. I'm pretty sure people kind of foreshadowed this was going to happen as yep. it relates to privacy, as it relates to who owns your data, as it relates to the information that you put on social media. Also, as it relates to most recent, the uh, abolition of Roe v. Wade, which took away women's, which made it, which, which struck down the federal protections of abortion. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> the federal protections for abortion. Yeah. Now, of course, as a result, all of these states are doing their own thing. A lot of these uh, more conservative states are abolishing um, abortions altogether. And Nebraska is one of those states and it looks like Facebook or Meta uh, is complying <laughs> without any question. Of course they are. To um, uh, anybody, any government entity, whether it be state, local, whatever, if they request any sort of data or information as it relates to abortion, it seems like uh, Meta's willingly given up that information. Yeah. Specifically, a Nebraska teenager is facing criminal charges alleging she aborted a fetus in violation of state law after authorities obtained her Facebook messages using a search warrant. So basically this young lady was having conversations. Yeah. Was having conversations with her mother on Facebook about her pregnancy. Ultimately they terminated the pregnancy for whatever reason. Uh, Nebraska cops got wind of it, wanted to do some more research and investigation they said, yo, Facebook, we need this data. 
here's a warrant. Facebook was like, okay, sure. They then use that information to then uh, arrest and criminally charge this girl and her mother with, um, uh, 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 that goes against their state's abortion laws. So I just wanted to get your feedback on um, your reaction to this and if whether or not you already saw this coming or do you see more of this from tech companies who we willingly give our data and do you think more companies are going to comply or you think companies are going to fight? I think this is just the very tip of the iceberg. Unfortunately, I think we're going to see more of this in the more conservative states um, and the different municipalities. Um, And I think in this particular case, um, when the police start to investigate, she told them that she had a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they was like, nah, nah, I don't know if that's true. We got to dig a little bit deeper. And Mm -hmm. then that's where they started to investigate more. And then that's where they got the Facebook, you know, um, data to, to show, you know, to give a a clearer picture of what actually happened. And, and for, for this young lady, it was, um, it was with the, um, with the pill. So she didn't go to a self-aborted for lack of a better term. Right. Right. Um, and so again, I think, you know, this is what they wanted. They want to control the bodies of women and the fact that Facebook is willingly complying, um, says a lot about what that company stands for, even though they were one of the companies that came out and said, you know, if we have an employee in one of the locations that, you know, that has laws against abortion, whether it be self-abortion or whether it be through a medical office where we would pay for them to go whatever and do whatever to make sure they're safe. At the same time, they are giving over personal information to go completely against what they're willing to do for themselves. So it's kind of like the whole thing of, you know, a political, say a political official is against abortion because their Christian values or whatever the case may be. But if their teenage daughter gets pregnant or their mistress gets pregnant, they'll pay to have, you know, that, you know, that done. So that's essentially to me what Facebook is doing. And again, I think some companies are going to fight against it. Obviously, Facebook isn't. But it's one of those things where it's so much left up to individual decisions and Mm -hmm. not individual decisions by the person whose body um, it is. It's individual entities, municipalities Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. are making these decisions. And there's no, and that's what the federal protections were. They gave a consistent guideline that everybody had to follow. Now it's all willy nilly all over the place. People just making up their own rules and who the hell knows what the rule is in this city or that County or that state. I mean, you know, you, you don't know. And it's one of those things where any little thing you say can be used against you. There's really no private place uh, where you can have these conversations almost like you kind of have to go old school and go offline. But mm-hmm. because, again, this state says you can have one, that said you can, it's not easily communicated right. uh, to be communicated, you know, what's what approach you're going to take to do anything. And again, we've said it many times before. If 
you are the product. If you can sign up for something for free, it's not free. Your data right. is of significant value and the company weighs your data content against the money aspect of it, whether it be ads, whether it be selling data to other people or using it for their own purposes to sell you more things. If it's free, nothing's really free, is it? Right. And speaking of money, right? So it kind of goes to, I was asking you the question on what companies will fight and which companies will comply. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned earlier that Facebook said it would provide support for their employees Mm -hmm. who, um, want to, you know, have control of their bodies and figure out the best way to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they still, that may seem like they are in support, but you know, the money, like I mentioned, may tell a different story right. uh, later in this story that I'm reading. Uh, we mentioned, I think we've even mentioned this before, uh, Instagram and Facebook started slowly removing posts and ads Mm -hmm. as it relates to acquiring abortion abortion pills Mm -hmm. similar to the one that this uh, young lady took Mm -hmm. Uh, they were being removed but at the same time meta continued to earn revenue from anti-abortion advertisements containing dangerous misinformation Mm -hmm. specifically um it was discovered that facebook was collecting data from users interacting interacting with the same abortion services websites that they took down and then subsequently made that information available to anti-abortion groups. So um, to summarize that was Facebook was making, was, was pulling uh, posts and, and ads down to that for groups and for ads that was advocating for abortion rights. Meanwhile, was giving that data and or profiting from giving that data to anti-abortion groups who would then use that data to attack <laughs> uh, pro-abortion uh, people, you know, whether it be outside or Facebook or whatever the case may be. And I'm pretty sure they were getting, they were, there was some money being exchanged, whether it be oh, ad dollars or whatever the case may be. So all absolutely. that to say, while Facebook claims that they are in support, the money may tell a different story, especially like you mentioned, we are the product and they are trying to make money off of us. So they're going to do whatever they need to do to make that money. So, uh, again, you mentioned it's a slippery slope. Uh, you, you mentioned, well, I want to add that more and more of these stories are going to come out and it will be interesting to see how these companies really treat our data. Mm -hmm. We know that they claim some of them claim our data is encrypted some of them claim there's certain data that you can make private within these platforms. They claim your data is not going to be shared. It's not going to be sold. It's not going to be given away. It's going to be protected. Mm-hmm. But is that really the case? Right. And really we, when the rubber data, meets the road, as they say, <laughs> when the rubber meets the road and it's really time for them to put up or shut up, are they really going to stand up to all of those promises that right. they made users Again, the same users that are make that are populating their product with our data. Mm-hmm. So again, it'll be interesting to see that. Uh, it'll be also interesting to see what we do about this because I keep preaching this because it's it's something that's on my heart, right? Mm. You know, I have uh, daughters, and not even you know, not even just making it personal. Um, empathy 
you know, I want to make sure that I'm empathizing. I'm sympathizing with women's rights because I believe if I, if you <laughs> didn't already know, <laughs> I support uh, women's rights and ha- make them have control over their bodies. But I say that, right. But I do use Facebook. Mm-hmm. I go on Facebook on a regular basis and say happy birthday to my friends and mm-hmm. reconnect with old people that I met in high school and communicate in college and real life. And we post the show on Facebook. We too. post the show <laughs> on Facebook and you know, it's like, all right, you know, talking about Facebook and talking about these other companies to quote unquote, when the rubber meets the road, what are they going to do? You know, and I need to make sure that personally I'm not being hypocritical and mm-hmm. saying, okay, well, I'm, up here on this show talking about Facebook need to do this and Facebook need to do that and shame on them. But at the same time, once I get off of this, I'll probably get a notification in Facebook that I will not habitually. What's the word? Uh, reflect. Um, when you uh, automatically do something, I can't think of the word. Um, Reflex? Um, subconscious, yeah. Subconsciously okay. see that Facebook notification. I click on it and then go read it and roll into the doom scroll and 20 or 30 minutes go by. I'm still in Facebook. If not Facebook, Time suck. Yeah. right. If not Facebook, it's Instagram, which is owned which is by Meta. If not met, if not Instagram, WhatsApp, I've got uh, WhatsApp groups that I talk to on a day on a daily basis. So it's like, all right, am I contributing? Am I part of, the solution? I'm in the ecosystem, a part right. of it. <laughs> am I part of the solution or I'm a part of the problem? So all that to say, It'll be interesting to see what we as consumers who populate Facebook with data, if we are so against Facebook and some of these other companies not really protecting our data and willing to give up our data as a moment's notice, if not to the government, sell our data. You know, if we're really up in arms about that, you know, what are we going to do? You know, yeah. is it is it as simple as deleting Facebook? Is there more of a uh, um, is there a more uh, protesting uh, approach, you know. I think it's it's so deep, it's so systematic that you know you mentioned Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp are all owned by the parent company Meta, and those are just like the big three. We aren't talking about some of the smaller subsidiaries that they own, company that companies that they have bought. You know, they mm-hmm. use their technology. So it's one of those things where when you think about it, I think we were talk to, talked about when um, people were striking like um, the potato chip company, Frito-Lay, and people were like, yeah, I'm not going to buy, you know, Doritos anymore. But then somebody posted a graphic of mm-hmm. everything that Frito-Lay owns uh-huh. and it just touches so many, the tentacles are uh-huh. just so many and so broad it's not like when you know all this stuff happened with spotify we were like you know what we're not going to publish our show on spotify anymore that was an easy link to cut mm-hmm. and some of the other things the tentacles like i said they reach a little bit further you cut one there's 15 more you're still connected to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep so again it'll be interesting on all uh angles how we approach this whole abortion rights and even as a bigger picture, you know, data, data, privacy, data security, you know, how we approach that going forward, because everything is social, everything is about data. You know, how do we, how do we request or how do we force these companies to to do right by our data? 
if we keep giving them the data, you know, right. so it'd if be we, interesting. Feeding the monster. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All right. So the last story in a second string, I want to talk about this. Uh, mm-hmm. Google has put up a little website. <laughs> a little website. Yeah. That they, they little website. It's not the color. It's not the color of the bubbles. Right. Right. That was they, funny. They, yeah. They, they put up their little website, uh, to add to, to ratchet up the pressure on Apple to support a more universal messaging system. The one that they Google is um, by way of Android. This is an Android site, android.com forward slash get the message. Uh, <laughs> they, they put up their little website. I keep calling it little because <laughs> I think it's funny. You know what that little means. I'm not right. one of your little friends right, or your little right. project yeah, over there. Yeah, little over is there. loaded. Little is a loaded word. I see you over there with your little website. Thank you. Right, doing your something. little website. <laughs> <laughs> they have put up this website to again, like I said, ratchet up the uh support or to force Apple to adopt um RCS and uh rich communication services. I think that's what the name of it is, but that's what it means. Anyway, basically what Google has done is they have supported this RCS, um, messaging standard, according to them across the board. Uh, it replaces SMS and MMS, uh, RCS gives you the same features that people, iPhone users are used to when it comes to iMessage, which is the de facto, messaging system for the iPhone and iOS platforms, right? What the problem with that is they don't jive. You know, the more popular thing is the green versus blue bubbles. If you have an iPhone and you see a message and it's blue bubbles, you know, you're talking to an iPhone person. If you're in a group chat or you're talking to somebody, the green bubble pops up, you know, they're Android person. And there are some things that don't jive when it comes to messaging people back and forth. The images aren't the same. The encryption isn't the The same. The quality isn't the same. The quality isn't the same. There's a lot of things that don't jive, right? So um, since Google is on this RCS kick, they want Apple to adopt this RCS message. Again, of course, Apple is a ecosystem. They are a walled garden. They like, they being Apple, they prefer their iPhone, their iMessage as the way that iPhone users in the ecosystem communicate with each other. So I guess I wanted to ask you, do you think this new website that Google slash Android has put up will add, uh, give um, users additional tools to complain or to air their grievances or to um, engage Apple to uh, change their ways? Or do you think this is just another stunt by Android to shame Apple into uh, adopting a better, a different platform so they can, they can feel better about their messaging systems that haven't done so well in the past. And I'll get to that a little bit later, but I want to hear your reactions first. That would be a no Chuck. This isn't going (laughs) to cause any type of movement on the Apple side. Android, Google, they are being the stunt queens that they are by trying to go and 
force this hashtag get the message. They saw what happened when Facebook took out the full page ad. Did that move the needle in Facebook's direction? No. Trying to force Apple into doing anything they don't want to do mm-hmm. is just wasted time on their end. Coming up with these graphics, this text, getting this domain, all of this is futile mm-hmm. work that they have paid that is just going down the drain. There is not going to be any type of benefit from this. There is nothing that Android, Google, or any one person can do to force Apple to change the basic functionality of one of the primary features of having a smartphone. You know what? You know what? I would challenge you on that. Okay. What Google can do to force Apple's hand as it relates to adopting a more universal standard for messaging is come up with a competing product that actually would force users to really have to decide whether or not they're going to pick an iPhone or an Android because Google's slash Android's messaging platform is so good and so competitive or even so superior to iMessage. If Google focused on that versus focusing on, like I mentioned, this little website, then they could actually force Apple to say, okay, there are more people, new users, people who are switching. They are adopting Android. Why are they adopting Android? Well, it seems like Google has come out with this superior messaging platform. Oh, so maybe, maybe we do need to partner with Google to come up with some universal standard or adopt RCS or whatever the case may be. Right. Google's not doing that. They are just reaching out to, I don't know, like you said, this little, right. To try to shame or coerce Apple into doing something when competition is good for the consumer. There is no competition when it comes to iMessage versus whatever Google's got going on and whatever they got going on. Right. It changes every single week. There's Allo, there's Duo, there's Google Meet, there is Google Gchat, Gchat, there's uh, Hangouts. Google Hangouts, all those stuff. But that's the thing. I would would definitely, you know, um, not succeed, but I would definitely give you that, that if you know, Google came up with something to challenge iMessage, then that would force Apple to do something. But in this instance, Google is trying to force Apple to change Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by simply putting up their little website. Mm -hmm. But in your scenario, Google would be the ones that would have to actually do something. So they are trying to force the work onto Apple and Mm -hmm. Apple's like, we already got enough stuff coming out. Our stuff works the way we want it to. Our right. customer base is happy. So right. why in the world would we add more resources, use more money to do something that nobody on our side is even asking for? Right. You're asking for this. Your people are asking for it. So if mm-hmm. you're doing this, your your consumers are asking for this, then you need to do something about your platform and mm-hmm. not worry with this little website to try and force another conglomerate to do something. You right. do your part if you got a problem with the way this works. And, and I get it. You know, ultimately, I get it. It would be nice, you know, ultimately speaking, 
it would be nice when, you know, no matter what device you're on, no matter what ecosystem you are, you're adopted to using, you know, the interoperability, it would be nice that there was a little bit more interoperability, cohesiveness, cohesiveness, but we, we laugh and we joke and we take shots at each other, you know, iPhone users and Android users, you know, about some of the features we have, some of the features they have, yada, yada, yada. And ultimately, in my opinion, I could be wrong. I don't think the lack of cohesiveness or interoperability uh, with messaging is that big of a deal. You know, we like to make the green bubbles versus the blue bubbles a big deal. You know, uh, Android or Google put up some instances uh, to where they alluded to the idea that maybe there are some kids, youth that may be a little anxious or have some issues as it relates to fitting in when it comes to messaging their friends and family or whatever, when they get this, I don't want to, I don't even want to call it bullying because it's not even to that level, but I get it to where there's some kids who may have an Android. They may feel isolated. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say ostracized cause that's such a big word. They may feel a little left out and that may uh, give them some anxiety when they message their friends. I get that. But in the grand scheme of things, the way Android or Google is going about this, it's like you're you're really driving more of a wedge between Apple and Android versus what you're really trying to do is trying to create a partnership. And again, I don't think this is the right way. Number one and two, like I mentioned, the right way would be to, all right, come up with a build a superior competitor because if you do that money talks and Apple's about that money and they will partner with you if you had a competitive superior product you don't so what's Apple what 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 benefit do they get from changing their stuff none (laughs) right there is no benefit right now to Apple to either adopt RCS or the other option would be make iMessage available for Android. If Apple really wanted to, if they really wanted to, all they would have to do is flip a switch and make iMessage compatible for Android, right? That would be the easiest one. The harder one would be what Android is trying to do is trying to get them to adopt something else other than iMessage, mm-hmm. which again, why would Apple is a do cornerstone that? of Apple? <laughs> and why would they? <laughs> and do why that? would they do it? Yeah, right, right, and again locking people into ecosystems is beneficial for the company. So my answer to be build a better ecosystem. Yep. Step right. your game up, bro. Step your game up. Right. All right. So that is it for second string. We're going to move into for the culture. I guess we're going to do this as a either, or I, I think I've done this before. I think we'll do it again for, for the culture. So we got two stories and then I'm just going to read off the, like the little subjects And then I guess we'll decide on um, which subject we want to talk about. So the first one, uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I put up a image of a young man who was either engaging or proposing or was engaged to a young lady. And he used this as an opportunity to talk about all the ills as it relates to current 
uh, societal norms as it relates to relationships. And he talked about, you know, all these things as it relates to what he deems worthy of a woman of his woman in order to be with her. Well, it seems like that is a going trend because there is another gentleman. It was, this one was a little bit low key, but it still was. So one is this those, not the New York Times one? The New York times one. I think this is the New York this, times. Okay. One. It's the New York times one. Okay. This one, the New York times story came as a result of, of them this. doing more yeah. research on this, this guy. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So basically what he does is he puts out this story. He puts out this, um, Instagram post of him and it looks like I read the New York Times article. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, He puts out this Instagram post about him and his wife. He said he met her on Hinge. The rest is history. No pressure to take her on fancy dates or expensive restaurants. Just good old conversations and alignment with our goals. Because she don't want all the money. Okay, I digress. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. You gotta, don't Keep going. T- you can't, we can't talk about it. We got to decide if we're going to talk okay. about it. Okay. So that, that fired off a firestorm of people, you know, pro and uh, for and against his message, right? So that's the first story. Uh, the second story is, you know, um, one of the more popular uh, radio shows for better part of a decade, The Breakfast Club, Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God and DJ Envy, the radio station, uber popular radio station out of New York. They are nationally syndicated. They air in most of the, I don't, I guess networks. That's not what you call them. Um, I just had the word before you said it. Markets. Yeah. Markets. Yes. Markets. They are super popular. You know, uh, I would say a love them or hate them. Super uh, they are. Yeah. Love them or hate them. They are a staple <laughs> As it relates to black culture, uh, the uh, Angela Yee, the uh, female host yesterday or day before, mm-hmm. uh, put out a tweet that said the Breakfast Club, as you know, it is no more. Uh, the Internet went crazy. People praying for their downfall. People sad that they're gone. People putting up, you know, their favorite clips, which were, again, love it. Hilarious. They, put, they put out some memorable clips that kind of move the needle, you know, uh, move the needle as it relates to black culture. So now um, at, at the time of me putting this up, uh, there was a question mark as to the future of the Breakfast Club. So uh-huh. I want to ask you, which story do you want to talk about? The gentleman who um, decided to this, uh, uh, <laughs> dunk for lack of a better term on his idea of what it needs needs to happen in order to get married or uh the um potential question mark as to the future of the breakfast club so both of these stories revolve around problematic men so (laughs) it's either it's a toss-up for either honestly um i don't listen to the breakfast club i never i think i listened one time to the breakfast club and i think it was way back when R. Kelly was on mm-hmm. um, at the height of, you know, what was going on with him. I think it was, it had to be the R. Kelly thing. Um, and I had to try, cause I don't listen to the radio um, mm-hmm. and I had to like try and find it, but I don't listen to it because all three of the people on that show are highly problematic and I don't really care for them. But again, they do have some funnies. The, uh, the clips from their favorite uh, people's favorite episodes had me rolling, especially the one mm-hmm. with Webby. I mean, I watched mm-hmm. like five times and I was crying laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't honestly, it's a coin toss. I wouldn't 
I don't have that much to say on the Breakfast Club thing other than, okay, sure, <laughs> I guess. All right. So <laughs> what's your choice? I mean, I don't care. Do you, it all, I, like I said, I don't have a lot to say about the Breakfast Club thing. All right. If, if you have a lot to say about the Breakfast Club thing, we could definitely go with that. Uh, not really. Um, while problematic, they did have a hold on black culture. I really didn't watch them that much at all. I caught you uh, clips on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I can see, I could see uh, specifically from Charlemagne, which was the most problematic member of the group. I, I could, I witnessed or I was witnessing. It seemed like he was turning a corner. Now he's always going to be problematic. He's always going to, you know, say things that get, you know, the most attention, which but that's not, to have grown. that's, that's a shock jock thing and okay. shock jocks are going to do that. Right? right. But it had appeared that he had turned a corner and some of the, his attitude and his tactics specifically as it related to women was black starting women. to change specifically as even more specifically to black women was starting to change again. I don't know this dude from Adam, so right. I don't know him personally. So it could all, that could all have been an act too. But from That's what I could tell, appears. right. From what I could tell from the, the tactics and the antics and the things he would say and the, the, the stuff that they would start, it seemed to change. And in addition to that, they really started to bring on more uh, guests who could talk more about the uplifting of black culture, you know, finances, they started bringing in a lot of, um, um, uh, political advocates that were the whole mental thing. health and wellness, right, that type right, of stuff. Right. Yeah. So it seemed like they were starting to, uh, uh, specifically Charlemagne and I guess to an extent, the breath of club, they were starting to change a little bit. Um, I could definitely see, yeah, they were still problematic and probably yeah. always going to be because that's what people, that's what uh, they again, tune in for. That's what people tune in for. So that was never going to change, but I could start to see them turn the corner, but I would rather talk about this other one simply because I, the, and the other story being this guy who, uh, <laughs> I see what he was trying to say. And again, I'll, I'll read that it is. again. We met on Hinge. The rest is history. No pressure to take her on fancy dates or to expensive restaurants. Just good old conversations in alignment with our goals. On its face, I see where he was going. The problem with this statement is, and the same problem I had with the other guy, you're making it about yourself. The point of the post, the point of relationships, like last marriage, week guy. The point of being in a relationship is to you and your partner to be in this relationship. If you want to show your love for your partner on social media, which seems like to be the thing now, my recommendation, my thought would be, okay, I'm going to shower my partner with love and affection and appreciation. What I'm not going to do is use our relationship, our idea of a relationship, my partner as a tool to admonish, to uh, point the finger at, to thumb my nose, to feel like I'm superior because my particular relationship is different than yours. That kind of takes all of the affection, all of the love, all of the appreciation that you were trying to do 
with the post. You, you negate all that by using your idea of a relationship, your particular relationship as the barometer of all relationships go. Nobody's the same. Nobody's no relate to relationships are the same. No two people are the same. So for the fact of you to assume or allude to the idea that if I decide to take my wife or my partner on a fancy date or to treat her to an expensive restaurant or to spend money on her, that she's not worthy of that. That She's not worthy or that's not the way you should conduct a relationship. That's the problem I have with it. I see what he was trying to say. Yes, it should be two people coming together, two people deciding that they're compatible and two people deciding to grow together. But that's not what you said. You Mm -hmm. are alluding to if you not, if you are spending money on your date, if you are, if if she not, let me not say that if she requires a fancy date or she requires an expensive restaurant, then that's not the person you need to marry. That's That's not not your person. Go find your person. She's not it. (laughs) <laughs> to make matters worse, then I'll let you pick up about this New York Post because I didn't read it. I don't really care after him making that statement, but apparently somebody did it's some worse. digging. <laughs> somebody worse. did some digging, and there's a little bit more information as it relates to their particular relationship, and I'll let you pick up from there. So, first of all, I have a problem 100% with everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't find no positive <laughs> in this whatsoever. So, the picture, I don't know if you're sharing it, but he oh, looks yeah, like an F-boy to me. But I digress. <laughs> okay. That's just a personal right. opinion, and I get All to right. have one. So um, the the story that kind of came from this on the New York Times um, is one of those articles in the section where it's like, oh, love is great. Look at this situation. Like, this is something to aspire to. Every mm-hmm. other time that, you know, this type, these types of stories are told from non-black people, it's literally your Cinderella, sweep me off your feet. I get the best love. I get the best attention. You know, this is truly something to aspire to. This story from these two people is mm-hmm. not the story okay. to aspire to. All right. So he says they met on Hinge. They Mm -hmm. did. He stood her up two times. Allegedly, according to the story. We don't know the truth, but according to the story. It was in quotes. So I'm taking it as that's what they said. All right. All right. All right. So um, he stood her up twice. Okay. And um, she messaged him and said, if you're going to do this for a third time, don't bother even contacting me. Mm -hmm. Then he goes and says, well... In five minutes, meet me at the in the parking lot. First of all, you've canceled on me twice. Right. And I say, you know what? If this is you canceling on me again, lose my number. And then you say, meet me somewhere in five minutes. Right. Ultimatum. Right. Right. What the hell? So then mm-hmm. they meet in the Popeye's parking lot and they try and make this, this whole, I don't need fancy dates. Well, he didn't even have the... He didn't get her anything from Popeye's because right. the line was too long. So he okay. took his happy ass over to the KFC and okay. got himself something to eat. Okay. All right. All right. He didn't even bother. First of all, you chose KFC over Popeye's. That's a big red flag. Right. That's, that's, right. That's, that's a, <laughs> a, a, a culture no-no, right? Red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> right. And so the second part of that red flag, red flag he only bought himself something to eat. Right. So they not sat, only 
so, so not Lord. only did he not take her to an expensive restaurant, he didn't take her to an expensive restaurant. He didn't even pay for the fast food of the restaurant that they went at. So he didn't do right. none of the stuff. Nothing. He did less than the bare minimum. Right. Actually, he did negative bare minimum. Right. So they get in the car mm-hmm. and they're just chit chatting. Oh my God, this amazing conversation. Meanwhile, your stomach is growling. Right. Because you had to leave your house in five minutes to go and meet this dude who's canceled right. on you right. two times before. And watch him uh, eat KFC. And watch him eat. And so <laughs> you sat into this car and you talk about, oh, this is a conversation. We talked into the night. They mm-hmm. shared their first kiss. All that other kind of bull crap. Then mm-hmm. in the conversation, she was the reason he kept the what I surmised from the reason why he kept canceling on her is mm-hmm. because he said himself he had five other women in no, the hinge Lord. rotation that right. he was seeing right. at the same time so, so get in where you get in where you fit in type attitude right and apparently right. he couldn't fit her in he could fit the other five in mm-hmm. but he couldn't fit her in until the last minute so okay. it appeared to me reading this that mm-hmm. she wasn't even in the top five Okay. She was number All six. Right. She was right. at the bottom of the list. Right. So then it goes on to talk about her. She has an MBA. She's mm-hmm. the VP of a bank. Very mm-hmm. smart woman. Mm-hmm. I'm sure very successful. I think she leads like the black MBAs. I mean, just all of these things, you mm-hmm. know, highly educated, highly successful. He, they said his title was some sort of cyber security engineer, not to downplay. This may sound that I'm being negative, but I'm not. Okay. I'm talking in comparison to her and her right. accomplishments. Gotcha. He went to a two-year school. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I can't quite remember if he finished, but I'm assuming maybe he did because mm-hmm. he is a cyber engineer. Quotes for those of you who can't see. But again, to get into tech, to be a cyber engineer, to be software engineer, to be a developer, any of those things, you don't have to have a four-year degree anymore. There are Mm -hmm. boot camps. There are certificates. So that's not a knock on him at all. But what I'm saying is- Comparatively speaking. Comparatively speaking to all of these things that she Mm -hmm. has listed out and going for her, Mm -hmm. he goes to come in and be like, well, meet me in five minutes in the Popeyes. So it's a whole bunch of other stuff about- how she had these things where he was gonna, he had to move in within six months. I mean, to her, it with was her, with her. Okay. Right. And so to me is he's talking about, it didn't take fancy dates and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. The bear, I mean, again, look at the So picture. you didn't, you didn't, you didn't even it. get, you didn't get to the part to where what the little part that I read was when he finally got to the engagement, he had oh his yeah, friend or he his didn't boy. Even buy the fr- his his friend said that uh-huh. you need to marry her. She's great, and the friend uh-huh. allegedly. This is the part of the story that I'm like, do people <laughs> do this? His friend bought mm-hmm. the ring for her. He didn't know what the ring looked like. The friend don't know this lady. He don't know the friend style. So she accepted an engagement ring that wasn't even even from from him. him. Now, again, Mm -hmm. he did pay the friend back for it. Okay. But he didn't put any, this man has put in zero effort from what it appears on the surface and from the article and from what they said themselves, Mm -hmm. he has put in zero effort. He didn't take her out. 
He didn't buy her a meal. He lives in her house. So she ho- makes so, the bulk of the money, and her so this, friend bought the ring, picked so it out, New and York, everything. So this New York Times article again, I didn't read it, I but read this it. is this back. is the New York Times article is interviewing them, and they are yes. sharing their story. Oh yes. no. They are saying they are telling their oh, own story. No. I, and so that's that the what, reason why I said allegedly, because I assumed that somebody did some digging mm, in New, New York Times, mm, did some super sleuthing and found no, out all this information. Oh, no, they volunteered this information. And that's the even head ass part of it. They volunteered this as this. And that's my thing is as if they're trying to paint this story as aspirational. This is not aspirational. This is, this is not Every other woman in this world gets to be wined and dined and lavished and loved on. And it's just expected. But black women, we're just supposed to take whatever we, she's cooking the bacon, buying the bacon and frying it up in the pan. Right. And right. he is, he's there. Right. He's, he's there. And so the thing, the, what I took from it is as a black woman, as black women, we don't deserve to be wined and dined. And even if you take the money aspect of it, we don't get the, we don't get the experience of being lavished on and not even just with, right. And not even with money. I mean, flowers, you see, attention, Attention, love, those type Uh of things. Because as you can see, this woman is highly successful. Anything she wants, she can buy for herself. A lot of times, what I see on the internet, on Twitter, is men being concerned about women taking them for money that they mm-hmm. don't even have. Right. Most black women, black women are the most highly educated. They're out earning. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily needing your money to do right. anything. I can buy, I can do, and most black women can. It's just do the other things. Like one guy, he posted... That when he started dating his girlfriend, she mentioned that she likes flowers every week or she likes flowers or something. So every week since they've been dating, he's bought her um, roses or flowers and given to them, give the, given them to her. The amount of men in those comments calling him soft, calling him a punk. Why are you doing this? We as black women, we're expected to be the workhorse. We're expected to take on the labor for Every other population, every other marginalized person and, you know, be the workhorse, be the mule and take it over. But when we want a soft place to land, when we want romance, when we want affection poured into us because we pour it out so much, it's like, no, you get the struggle of every other article in this, in this um, column, Mm -hmm. when it talks to other women and other Mm -hmm. romantic situations, it's the fairy tale. But we get the struggle bus. Right. So. And then she has a friend. But before you go, she has a friend who was on Twitter trying to defend her. And it got worse. Believe it or not. Oh, she she gave up more information. Yes. And I think she thought she was helping. Mm -mm. You made your friend look stupid. Right. Like stupid. I'm sorry, girl. Uh, And she's beautiful making this girl look stupid okay all right um, I'll pause now get off my soapbox so I can't um explain how it is for women of other races because I'll be honest I really don't congregate with 
a white women that much to know what their experience is, but based on what we see in social media, you know, there is less friction when it comes to uh, relationships and how they're created and how they are nurtured when it comes to black versus white versus brown, whatever the case may be. Right. Ultimately, I can only speak for relationships specifically social because I want to keep this social media because that is how I found it. And it kind of fits mm-hmm. our show because we're tech and social media, things of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. From a social media aspect, I have witnessed that there is a lot of division as it relates to men and women online, as it relates to how relationships should go. There are a lot of men on the internet who feel like, like you mentioned earlier, all of the women are after their money. Women don't, don't women don't have to, that they may or may not have. <laughs> um, women have to bring something to the table. Women have to, women, women should, uh, they have to do more than just be women in order to get the affection or the uh, attention, attention or the relationship from men online because men have to do all the wine and you know that's where you get all the $200 date and $500 date and uh on the first date men you know this and that and the third right all of these rules as it relates to relationships and i think social media gets men and on the flip side women because Pick i me. see I see, yeah, see a lot of the, the pick me's and I see a lot of the women online and say what you not going to do. And all of these attitudes are driving. And I, I said that before, but I can't think of a better phrase. They're driving a wedge between specifically black women, men and black women as it mm-hmm. relates to social media. So we're all at each other's throats because um, we are not compromise. We're not finding a middle ground. Number one, we're not finding the middle ground. And number two, we're not celebrating the positive things that happen on social media as it relates to relationships, everybody. And we do it, you know, our show mm-hmm. where we are subject to it too, because Absolutely. for the past couple of ones, we've talked about the messed up scenarios we really don't uh, accentuate the positive as it relates to relationships on social media things of that nature right um so all that to say it just seems like this and other examples are just it's them versus us mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's men versus women you know it's mm-hmm. it's you know the whole it, it it's we have to do a better job of finding the commonalities and showing the love. And that's, again, that's why I have a problem with this one. He's instead of him saying, you know, we've this had our struggles. Well, yeah. no, no, and instead of saying no pressure to take our own fancy dates or expensive restaurants, he could have said, you know, we've had our ups and downs. We've had our struggles. We had our trials and tribulations, but you know, the fact that we stayed together, the fact that you hung there in, there in there with me, you know, that really, that I really appreciate that. And for that, I love you for being you. Da, 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 right, right. He could have just said met on at hinge. The rest is history and be done. He could have well, left the rest of it out. 
again, what he was trying to do, which is not fair to her, which is not the point of a relationship is okay. My idea of a relationship. Here's what he said. My, as a man, my idea of a relationship is I shouldn't have to take you on fancy dates. I shouldn't have to take you to expensive restaurants. You should be so thankful talking to the woman. You should be so thankful that you won't be be in a relationship to me that anything I decide to do for you Mm. is should be good enough. And Mm. because I found a woman that was down with that, all y'all other broads, this this is why this is this is why you lonely. lonely. This is why you lonely because you require fancy dates and you require expensive restaurants, which most women uh, don't. Let me not say that. No, you're on the right track. Well, I didn't want to say most women don't want that. What I what I what a better way to say it is, if women if most women had to choose between going on fancy dates and expensive restaurants or finding a man who loves them and supports them and shows them love and affection, which all those things I just mentioned don't have a dollar sign to the attached to them. There's no specific dollar sign with love, affection, appreciation, support, respect, all the things, right? If they had, if women had to choose between all those things or fancy dates and expensive restaurants, most women would choose the other stuff that really means something in a relationship, right? And let's be clear, the fancy dates and expensive restaurants, that is not even like a huge thing to most women that I know. It to me is these guys that talk about this on the internet, they've ha- they've dated one girl right. that has said, I need, you know, $200 dates. I need Birkin bags. I mm-hmm. need Christian Louboutins. Seat- I need right. all these things in mm-hmm. order to be with me. They take right. that one person. Right. And then they apply that to all women. Or what they do is the problem I have with a lot of men. It's like you, you brought this on yourself. <laughs> you attach your worth. manlyhood mm-hmm. worth. A worth is even better. You attach your worth to how much money I got, mm-hmm. what kind of car I drive, mm-hmm. where I live, and the type of women that I uh, attach myself with and the women mm-hmm. that I attach myself with, I spend money on them. I take them to the mall. I fly them to locations. Mm-hmm. I get them this. And I do them that. And then, so women say, Oh, bet this what you about. Okay. <laughs> this, so, so you <laughs> want a woman that you can spend a lot of money on, treat her to fancy things, fly her to locations. So let I'll me, take wa- that. <laughs> let me get these things and then you get her and then she want to be flown out and she want to be taken to the mall and she wants you to buy her a car. Because that's what you talked about. Because that's what you said you wanted. Yeah. And now you're mad because you got her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, dude. And you don't have it. <laughs> right. You it's me the money. Yeah. If you, you know, you stop listening again, stop listening to these people on social media. Stop listening to these dumb rappers who they ain't, like you said, you want to talk about they people ain't who got really it ain't got it like that. They ain't really got it like that because their money is tied up in all kind of things and they just get an advance. They money. don't even earn it because they got right. a 360 deal where everything they make, 70% of it goes back to the record company. Right. They they own loan from the label, but right. they got you They got you thinking that, you know, they the, in order to be a, a, a the man, you got to do a all real these things. Man. Right. You know, and then again, I hate to say it, not to victim blame, but this lady why oh she got she, she got a part in this oh she oh. she is not completely uh 
she is culpable in this whole yeah, situation. Yeah, they, they call them F boys, but there's enough of them out there because it's working. Why yeah. is it working? <laughs> Everybody yeah. talk about you F F in free, but you had to be with the dude in order to be now away from him. And you knew what he was about when you, you got accepted a man <laughs> who had canceled on you two times before, who was mm. dating five other women who had your first date in a car in a parking lot and didn't even buy, you know, funky behind KFC. Like, right. bro, you, you know what? Popeye's has an app. You can order in the app and then and just walk into the pickup yeah, right, and, and pick, pick it up. It up. He, didn't, he couldn't even put in that much effort. So all no. that to say, to round all this out, it just seems like to me, social media um, has warped our ideas. Oh, yeah. Let me hide it. <laughs> our um, social media has warped our ideas and our expectations when it comes to pretty much anything <laughs> the human interaction is completely yeah, taken out yeah unfortunately. it is yeah it is and we unfortunately that is our guide to how we should interact with each other how we should our views on how things should go and not just with relationships as it relates to making money because you mm-hmm. got all these influencers and all they you do too is can they, get in tech in in a week and make $7,500,000 and joint to pay for my course. And I will show you and you know, it, it's our, our reality. Social media has skewed our perception of reality. reality. Absolutely. And this, and this story is just one of those examples specifically as it relates to relationships. And I would wish that we could separate ourselves from social media to where we would do as people do a better job of finding out who we are Mm -hmm. and not who we are being wrapped up in our impressions and other people's impressions of us on social media. And I think that's the, this, this story is a, um, an end result with that. So that's all. I just wanted to talk about that. But again, like I said, we, maybe we need to stop, talking about these stories and we need to find yeah. a social media. We need to find some social media stories about relationships that are actually right. You know what I will say is in one of the threads I was reading, there was a guy who posted and said that he submitted um, to the same writer mm-hmm. and the same column, mm-hmm. him and his now wife's story. And they had the, you know, fairy, they got the fairy tales, black guy, a black girl. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things where the stories are out there. And mm-hmm. when they are pitched, right. those aren't picked up. And you have to believe, you have to believe that the writer and the editor, the knew they knew that this, this was going, going to, to get, get all kinds of black Twitter traffic. engagement. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly what yeah. they wanted. And that's why they went with this story. Yep. Thus yep. proving again and again that black women aren't worthy for the best. Right. Right. But I hope this black lady, I hope, I hope she's happy and healthy. I hope he grows and improves. I really hope the best for them because the way they out here, they looking hella funny in the light. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So let's move on. Shall we move on, move on to the uh, hookup. Yeah. Uh, for this week for the hookup, um, 
I'm pretty sure a lot of you do not force closure apps, which has been proven that that may or may not improve performance. But what I know for a fact can hinder your performance specifically as it relates to browsing online via mobile device is your cash cash in layman's terms is when you go on a website, your cash remembers certain aspects about that website. When you went what website you visited. So if you go back, it can quickly load and give you that information. Well, what happens that cash can fill up to where you have so much information that it kind of hinders the speed of your ability to browse mobily. So in order to speed up your iPhone specifically as it relates to mobile browsing on Safari is you need to go in there and periodically clear your Safari cache. And on an iPhone and iPad, the way you do that is you go to settings and then you go to Safari and then you go to clear history and website data. And then it'll ask you if you actually want to confirm to do that, that in and of itself, if you've never done it before, I'm, I guarantee you, you will see a not day and night, but you will be, definitely be able to tell a difference in the speed and performance of you going to websites and then going forward. You don't have to do it every week. You don't have to do it every day, but I would say periodically quarterly when you notice your phone is going slow, you can go in. The first thing you should do is go in and clear your Safari cache. So that is my hookup for the week. And I will say to that, I just did it on my phone while you were talking. Mm -hmm. And my concern was I have a lot of tabs open because Mm -hmm. of stuff I want to go back to. Even when you click on the clear our history, it'll ask you if you want to keep the tabs open that you have or Mm -hmm. if you want to close them. I chose to keep them open because that's my new version of bookmarking is just leaving the tab open until I get back to it. Or... (laughs) Uh, you can create the, t- the new thing that came out in iOS 15 that a lot of people I don't think use is tab groups mm-hmm. to where if you create a tab group of certain websites that you always go to, it's even faster than creating a bookmark because if you create a tab group, as soon as you hit that tab group, it'll open all the websites and all the things. So if you all know, you always go to Twitter and you know, you always go to Gmail and you always go to your bank or you always go to whatever Wordle, the case may get be. Get your Wordle in. Yeah, get your Wordle in. You can create a tab group out of those five tabs. And as soon as you hit that group, boom, it opens up all those tabs. Boom, it takes you all the places you need to go. So that would be my 1.5 tip for the week. You create, ta- <laughs> create a tab group versus keeping all those browsers open in the background. So <laughs> that's my <laughs> tips for the week. So I think that'll do it for this show. So Nika, tell the folks where they can find you. I can be found on all the social media apps at Tech Savvy Diva, but I am mostly over on the very treacherous Twitter streets. <laughs> uh, same thing. You can find me on social media uh, at Brother Tech, S-B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. As far as the show is concerned, if you want to connect with us, if you want to comment, you want to get the latest posts, if you want to share, we'd definitely appreciate it if you share the love. Let people know that Snob OS is out there. If you want to support the show, whether it be, again, like I said, sharing it, let folks know. Or if you want to support the show financially, you want to find us on social media, you want to find our YouTube links. If you want to do all those things, I would suggest strongly that you go to snoboscast.com to get all the details from there. You can go to YouTube, you can go to our social media, you can support us by going to Patreon. 
You can get the latest shows, so on and so forth. So until next week, uh, we are out. Peace. Bye, everybody. Bye.